For the last 22 years, I've been rocking stages, playing in clubs, and having a lot of fun as a DJ and turntablist, and I've seen and learned a lot. Now it's time for me to share that knowledge by answering the questions that can help you become a better DJ. I'm DJ TLM, and this is Share the Knowledge. Today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. One, two, one, two. What's going on? It's your boy, DJ TLM, and this is the Share the Knowledge podcast. Welcome to episode 44 of my educational podcast for DJs and also my Q&A show for DJs. I talk about a lot of DJ-related topics, and I try to answer as many of your questions as possible, and I'll talk about my experiences and my journey, and that's it. If you want to ask me questions for a future episode, uh, my handle on social is DJ TLM everywhere. You can also send me an email, TV at djtlm.com or ask your question in the Share the Knowledge Facebook group or on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash djtlmtv. Uh, That's a lot of info, but all the links are in the description box down below. Also, my website, sharethenowledgepodcast.com and djtlm.com. Enough URLs, enough info. Like I said, the description box is the place to be for all the links. Also, the link to my sponsor, Banzoogle. Uh, So check those links out right there. Now, let's get into the show. I'm going to start on Instagram. And this is a DM. Uh, I'm not adding a name because this was not really asked for the show. But I do receive a lot of questions that are just for me, not just for the show. Um, Anytime I'm not sure, I will not add a name. So I'm going to put this one out there because I get a lot of uh, questions, requests, or stories like this. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll just read. So if something is wrong language-wise, I'm just reading what I see here. All right. Hey, DJ, I've been following your videos and practicing. People say I have good rhythm and taste, but I don't know for being professional. How much should I know? How much should I mix? Please help me. All right, now I get these messages all the time and you have to imagine this is very vague and you're asking questions that can't really be answered. There is no answer for how much should you practice and how much should you mix really doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, if I had to answer how much should you practice, you should practice all the techniques until you master them. So if you're starting out and you have to learn how to count music, you learn how to count music until you understand how to do it and can do it properly. And till you get to the point that you're not even thinking about it anymore. If we're talking about beat matching, you practice that until you master it and so on and so on and so on. But uh, I kept it pretty, uh, pretty short, pretty brief. Uh, I have to find a charger for my phone, by the way. Um, it, it'll, it'll hold on. So... I sent a reply and the reply was, if you want to become a pro, you have to learn all the basic techniques, master these techniques, practice at home and in front of people as much as you can. And it's all about working hard, building a fan base, networking and being patient. Now, in my eyes, that is a pretty broad answer, but it covers definitely all the basics. That's true right there. You need to make sure you know all the basic techniques and master them. 
practice not just at home but also in front of people. That could be house parties, uh, local bars, whatever it is, uh, school parties. I don't care. You have to practice in front of people because that is different from playing at home. Mind you, this is only if you want to turn pro. If you just enjoy playing music at home, you can be a bedroom DJ. You never have to practice in front of people. That's all up to you. But if you want to be a pro like is being talked about here, you have to practice in front of people. You'll have to work hard. You'll have to work long. You have to find a way to build a fan base. You have to network, meet people, make sure people know who you are, not just face-to-face, also online. And you have to be patient because this will not happen overnight, even if you do all the things you should be doing. Now, it continues. Thank you so much, Reply. I'm really glad and happy you replied. I've seen your videos and I think I can play now. I can transmit from one track to another and so on. But while in parties, I'm not sure how much effects uh, I have to use or should I keep tracks original. This month, I have an event where I have to play from evening till late night. So I thought evening, I will start with some pop songs and dance music, then move to high tech minimal, then deep house and end with psychedelic. Need your suggestion. I want to be one of the best. So please tell me where should I take classes and what should I do? Can you teach me to be the best? And then it continues. Please help me, bro, please. And then another day we have, please, I have lots of hopes from you. Please don't disappoint. Uh, And then we get a frowning smiley or like close to a crying smiley. And then we get another one with please, brother. Now, like I said, this is not um, something that I rarely see. I get these quite often. Uh, The biggest mistake here in my eyes is... um, I think a lot of you are expecting way too much from other people when it's all up to you. And this really has to do with a mindset. You're depending on other people. Like when it comes to becoming a DJ, all the information is already out there. It's already online. And especially if someone tells me that they're watching all my videos, I can guarantee you that I've talked about mostly everything you need to know to start playing and to become a good DJ. The information, and that's just my channel, but there's plenty of other channels out there as well where you could find either uh, either some tutorials or people talking about their experiences, either in club situations or as a mobile DJ, wedding DJ. There's plenty of stuff just on YouTube, not even to mention like what you can find in blogs or like on forums from other sites. So. If you're so desperate as you try to come across in these DMs with hundreds of pleas and reply uh, day after day, if you're spending that much time posting those messages, you should spend that time to just find the information. Don't depend on my answer. And you can tell just by the questions that this person is clearly not ready clearly not ready to be a pro yet 
because in one instance is he's talking about how he's able to make the transitions from one track to the next and it's working out well but then the next question is that he's not sure how much effects to use or if he should leave it original and then what he should play uh, and then giving me an entire plan of what he's going to play during uh, uh, an all-nighter um, all of these things clearly show me that you have n hardly any experience playing in front of people. So you're a long way off from being a pro, and this is not to knock you in any way. I always appreciate that you value my opinion, and I try to help where I can. But there is a point where you need to take some responsibility as well. We're living in an era where there's so much information available on all fronts. If I decide today that I want to learn, let's say, this room I'm in right now, this studio, if I decide today that I want to um, totally redecorate and I want to plaster the walls and then, uh, um, what do you call it, not just paint, uh, uh, put on extra uh, 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 layers of whatever equipment, and I'm freestyling right now, but just do a total rebuild, and I have no building skills, I can go on YouTube right now and find out everything I need to know to make this, for instance, a soundproof studio booth. I can find all of that information from the first layer of paint to the last screw that you have to put in online. I don't have to ask anyone. That's the era we're living in right now. I've done the same thing with the video you're watching right now if you're watching the clip on YouTube. I had to learn how to edit. I learned how to use this program on YouTube. When I was making effects, um, um, video effects for my intro, I had to learn how to use After Effects. I learned it through YouTube. Uh, so. There's nothing holding you back from receiving the information because it's already out there. So at a certain point, like I said, you have to take that responsibility. It is up to you. So someone with experience like myself or like plenty of other DJs out there who have like 20, 25 years or more under their belt, you can reach out to those people to ask for certain things that you know only a um, seasoned DJ would know. So you've encountered something while you're playing in a club um, and you did not know how to deal with it, that might be a question for a DJ with experience. But when it comes to things like this, like how should I use effects and stuff like that, that information is out there, the technical information, and then it is up to you to practice and experiment if you want to be a pro, you cannot become a pro by letting other DJs tell you how you should, how much effects you should use and which tracks to play. That's not going to turn you into a pro. That's going to turn you into a clone and probably not even a good one. So, um, again, this might come off as a little bit negative, but I wish you all the best. But this is not the right way to go about it. You have a lot of material that you still need to practice, and that material is already available. Once you master all of that and you run into the little things, that's where you should contact like a, a, a seasoned professional to ask them what should they do. Um, so again, I get questions like that a lot or people who actually think that I could answer in like a, a single DM reply 
what they should do to become a professional when there's so much that goes with that. And I feel my first answer, and I'm gonna repeat that, really states where it all begins. If you wanna become a pro, you have to learn all the basic techniques, master these techniques, practice at home and in front of people as much as you can for as long as you can, and it's all about working hard, building a fan base, networking, and being patient. That's where it all begins. Now, if you're talking about house, and I think you are because that's what you're playing, if you want to be a pro, then there's also that aspect of becoming a producer because uh, in most cases, the big names all produce music, and a lot of times that's even the thing that really gets them up there. Not their DJing, but their production and their releases. But that's a whole other topic, and then you're gonna send me questions to ask, how should I make beats? How do I become a pro beat maker? And again, all that information about how to start using a certain program or a certain machine, that's also all available online. So get that info, it's out there. Practice, master it, work, 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 and be patient. Wish you the best. I want to talk about an article I saw on the DJ City website. Uh, shout out to my peeps at DJ City. Not just a record pool, also a great provider of content for DJs. Like on YouTube, they have their uh, DJ City TV uh, YouTube channel. I also do some shared knowledge videos on that channel. Uh, but they also provide a lot of stuff on their website. So um, they had an interview with the Las Vegas talent buyer Dave Fogg, and he gave some insight into his booking process. Now, now, of course, he's booking in some high-end Vegas clubs and booking bigger names. So you are probably not at that level if you're watching this, uh, but maybe you are. But I think it's always good to read stuff like this because it's going to give you a little bit more insight into how it works on a higher level. And you can take that knowledge with you and maybe even apply it uh, on the level that you're at. But it's always good to know how things work, especially if you aspire to be on that level one day. So if you DJ or party in Las Vegas on a regular basis, chances are you've been to an event that Dave Fogg has booked or performed at. Originally a DJ, Fogg uh, got his start as a talent buyer for Club Ra at Luxor in the late 90s. Ra was the first venue in Vegas to book dance music artists. From there, Fogg went on to book for clubs at casinos like Hard Rock, Station, and Palms. He's seen the scene go through various transformations as both a buyer and a DJ. Now, Fogg is pushing boundaries as a buyer at Draj popular beach club and after hours venues. I hope that's Draj or it's Dries. I don't know. I'm not from Vegas. I've never been there yet. So the Beach Club's lineup boasts cutting-edge acts like A-Track, Showtech, MK, Troy Boy, Henry Fong, 4B, Sac Noel, Ape Drums, and Stooky Sounds. With the return of pool season in Vegas, we spoke to Fogg about his process for finding and booking new talent. What do you look for when searching for talent? Relevance is probably the most important. Whether it's a new up-and-coming artist or an older established one, there's also the early buzz surrounding artists and their release schedules. If you're a working DJ, you have the advantage of getting that information ahead of everyone else. Lastly, I book artists that are friends and collaborators with artists who have residencies at other nightclubs. This is a nice layer because you can get them to show up and hang out, even if it's against the wishes of some bitter club GMs. 
How do you find new acts? Surprisingly, not through industry standards like Polestar, but through record pools such as DJ City. How do you determine how much to pay a DJ? If you're going off venue uh, of other venues in Vegas, then you're screwed. Those inflated price points will never be a true indicator of value. I'm going off what a venue can support, strategic booking on certain days of the year, and comparing with other cities with similar uh, comparing with other cities with similar markets. Does being a DJ influence your you as a buyer and vice versa? Does being a DJ influence you as a buyer and vice versa? Almost all of my decisions are coming from a DJ point of view, never the other way around. It's more about me playing someone's track as a DJ and seeing firsthand how people react to their music. Then uh, that then leads me to following up as a talent buyer and booking them. For many, it's their first time in Vegas. You've booked a ton of DJs over the years. Which ones have impressed you the most? It's pretty much across the board. Derek May, Loco Dice, 12th Planet, Diplo, MK, Aluna George, and Rusko. I've been fortunate enough to be creative and a fan of bookings that I do. What is the common misconception about being a buyer? That you have to go to Ibiza, ADE, uh, South by Southwest, and all the big festivals to scout for talent. It's such a crock of ish. It's honestly just an excuse for free vacations and no worthwhile work will ever get done. Now, I've firsthand experience seeing that with bookers and people who work at labels. They all go to all of these festivals so, uh, uh, for so-called networking. It's all about free beer and being on side stage uh, watching acts perform and just acting important they do not work there they might do a little handshake and a high that's not networking so i see where he's coming from with that one how do you feel about the current state of the vegas scene i'd say it's in a fairly stagnant state in some respects meaning that the big clubs on the strip will not stop how they're programming anytime soon in other ways the circle of music trends is becoming interesting where do you think it's headed we had EDM a few years ago, hip-hop last year, and currently there's a return to electronic music, especially the underground. Now, one thing's very clear in this article, and that is that the talent that he's booking, he's definitely booking it based on music. So again, if it's about certain scenes and certain places you want to reach, uh, releasing music is very, very important. It, it plays a large part. There's like almost no mention of the skills of the DJ in here. Now, again, skills will definitely play a part. And when Dave Fogg is saying that he's definitely looking at it from a DJ's perspective, I know he's looking at the DJ's skills as well, but it's not the most important factor here. So... In certain places, you just have to be into producing music. And if you're not producing yourself, you're going to have to collab with people to get that done. But it definitely plays an important part. So like I said, this is not for everyone. Um, but I think it's always good to be aware of how it works. People told me years ago that I should start playing house because that's where, uh, where all the bookings and the money was. Um, but that really wasn't for me. I like to play certain sets where I might include like a little 10 minute or 15 minute house set uh, with some sort uh, sorts of house in there. But 
it was never my passion and I can't see myself doing hours of house sets now. Maybe I'll find a niche in there that I really enjoy and I'm like, hey, I like this. Um, but I follow my feeling. That's why I've been doing this for the length of time I've been doing it. Now, could I possibly get more gigs doing that other stuff? Maybe, but if you look at house and you look at how that scene works, all of those people I see are producing music. So it's not just about starting to play that music. I would have to produce that music as well. And that's a totally different thing again. I like making beats and I like making music and I've produced for a couple of artists, but that's in my scene. That's coming from a hip hop perspective. And that's where my heart is. That's where my passion is. And that's definitely where I'll continue to be. Uh, and I might even move more towards that or find a freedom within all of that, but I will follow my heart right there. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting read, and I try to get uh, more into stuff like this just to see how how that scene works and how um, what's important, just so I can give you advice about that if that's what you're looking for. So um, yeah, make sure you check out DJ City for more articles like that as well. For the modern day DJ, producer or musician, it's more important than ever to make sure you have an online presence. And having your own website is key. Bazoogle makes it easy to build a stunning website for your music in minutes. You can choose from hundreds of mobile friendly themes and then customize your design and content in a few clicks with Bazoogle's easy visual editor. Now all the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including tools to sell your music and merch commission free, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, and integration to pull in content from all your online services, including Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I use Banzoogle to create the Share the Knowledge podcast website, and that was very easy. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 a month and include your own free custom domain name. Now, if you want to try it out for free for 30 days, click on the link in the description box down below and be sure to use the promo code SHARE to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. You're still checking out the Share the Knowledge podcast, episode 44. And uh, I've said this often, and I'll continue to say it. Uh, I know there's always more that I can learn. I share the knowledge. That is definitely what I'm all about. But I also mean that you share your knowledge because you can learn from me. I can learn from you. And just now, I, uh, I just want to share some proof of that. And it's just a little thing. This is not like an experienced thing. But um, I was on the Digital DJ Tips website. Uh, shout out to Phil. And I saw a question, and the question was, how can I sort by more than one column in Serato DJ Pro? And I saw that question, and I was like, yeah, how do you do that? Maybe it's common knowledge, but I didn't know. And if you're using, like, uh, DJ software, if you're using Serato, you know that when you have stuff um, in the columns, you normally click, like if you want to sort it by BPM, you'll click on BPM, and then all the tracks will be sorted by BPM. So it's not sorted by name or uh, 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 song title artist or anything like that. It'll be sorted by BPM. But on certain occasions, it would be great if you could sort by BPM and artist. I didn't know you could do that, but it seems that you could. So um, again, shout out to Digital DJ Tips for this one, um, but I'll definitely share it, and maybe I'll do a video on it as well. 
So it is very, very easy. So this feature was introduced by uh, Serato after many years of users requesting it uh, at the end of 2017. So, okay, it's not been there that long. So I'm not totally crazy for not knowing, but it's been here for a while now. And it's really simple to use. So you just sort by the first column. So you click on it. So for instance, I'll click on BPM because I want that. Then you hold down command on your Mac or control on your PC, and then you click on a second column. Bang, you're done. So I can click on BPM, then I'll click on command and click on artist, and then it'll be sorted by BPM, and then you'll have alphabetically uh, the artist as well. Um, if you want to undo, then you hold shift and command or shift and control, and you click on a second column again, and then you're back to just being sorted by BPM. Um, yo, I, I love stuff like this. And like I said, there's always new stuff to learn, not just on like the business side or how things have evolved and how much, uh, importance there is to producing or, uh, um, how you should promote. There's all sorts of things like new scratch techniques, whatever. And in this case, like a simple little trick in Serato and I didn't know about it and I'll definitely be using that. So if you're a Serato user and you didn't know, now, you know. Man, I'm feeling um, I'm feeling energized, man. This is the first day of me being um, on a new nutrition plan. Uh, look, I've always been into health. I, I've done videos about workouts, and this is a DJ-related podcast. But I'm a DJ, so if I'm talking about me, it's still DJ-related. But this is day one of me getting not just back on track, but really for the first time ever proving myself that I do what I say. Now this is weird because this is one of my principles and I always stay truthful and when I tell you something, I mean it and I try to do it. But when it comes to myself, I've made promises to myself that I never kept and one of those has to do with like health and workouts and if you've been working out, you know you have these ups and downs. And there's plenty of times that I set goals for myself, like I'm going to lose uh, um, so many uh, uh, kilos or pounds. And somehow every time I fall short. And the somehow in there is me. I'm the reason it doesn't work because either I stop or I'm just not strict enough. And I've reached a point where I've just said I've had enough. I have to prove to myself that I can keep my word and that I really mean it when I say to myself, I want to have uh, uh, this type of weight. I want to be in this type of shape. Um, because if I don't mean it, then I shouldn't even go for it. And what happens or what has happened over the years is anytime you set one of these goals for yourself, and you might have the same thing not with working out, but with uh, quitting smoking or quitting drinking or whatever. Um, when you set a goal and you don't reach it because you quit, when that happens multiple times, it does start to affect your, um, I don't know if it's self-esteem or confidence, but on a deeper inside level, you don't really believe in yourself anymore because you've let yourself down multiple times. I feel that happened on a small scale internally. So... This is for me. I'm putting it out there. I'm telling you, but this is really for me. I have to prove to myself that if 
I really want this and I really do want this, then I need to keep my hands off of the candy or off of uh, uh, whatever type of unhealthy food or even if it's healthy food, not eat too much. Uh, now, granted, and this is not an excuse, but just a little backstory, I couldn't work out for almost three months at the end of last year to, well, part of this year because of an injury that um, was kind of a mystery and still is. I don't know what it is, but I am dealing with an injury that was causing a lot of pain. It was not workout related, but since I did not know what it was, I did not want to risk anything, so I stopped working out just to be safe, and I did that for like two and a half months. Now, I've been uh, through a couple of physical therapists, a manual therapist, uh, doctors, but yeah, no clear answer. The only thing that was cleared up is a lot of the, like, dangerous theories I may have had or threatening theories, they were all cut down like, no, you don't have to worry about this, that, and that. So it should be okay. Now, I'm not totally satisfied with that answer, of course. Um, but I did notice that when I worked out, I had no issues. Uh, I, it might even be feeling a little bit better than a couple of months ago. So I started working out again. And now the next step is really to work on my nutrition because food is more important than the workouts. And I, right now, I'm currently at my heaviest I've ever in my life been. That's crazy. When I look at some of my YouTube videos from like three years ago, ah, I look like double, man, right now. So that's crazy. And it's not about looks, it's about how I feel. I feel too heavy. I don't feel I'm in shape the way I want to be in shape. Um, so yeah, I'm drastically changing a couple of things. And this is day one. And even though I didn't sleep enough today, from now on I will get enough hours. Um, I still feel energized, man. Just had to put it out there. Um, but let's get back to some real DJ topics right now. So I saw this question from David in the YouTube comment section, and the question is, I want to know, what do you use for your scratch mixer if it's not the DJM S9? Now, as you may or may not know, the Pioneer DJM S9 is my favorite mixer. It is a scratch mixer, so it's definitely made for turntablists, but it's also a Serato controller because it controls a lot of features inside the software from the mixer, so for me, that's perfect. I can just browse through my folders in the computer on the mixer um, with the knobs and it has the performance pads that really help out when I want to trigger cue points and do all sorts of stuff. But uh, I've definitely had tons of scratch mixers over the years, but I've also made sure that I've gotten used to what's in the clubs. Now, uh, for most clubs nowadays, if they have like a professional setup, they'll most likely have a Pioneer DJM 900 uh, Nexus 2 there, or just a 900. Some may have a 2000, but most places I come either have like uh, a 900 Nexus 2 or a Nexus, and some might have something just a little bit below that. But most of those mixers, and I've hardly ever seen any without nowadays, will have a crossfader. As long as there's a crossfader on there, I can do some scratches. Now, the crossfader won't be as sharp as a real scratch mixer, but most of the times it's definitely sufficient to do the scratches that I will do during a club set. So for instance, the 900, the Nexus 2, definitely the, the, the crossfader, they have like the Magvel fader in there, not the Magvel Pro like in the S9, but the Magvel. 
um, that works pretty well. I have a 900 uh, SRT, the Serato version, and you might see on my channel a lot of my Saturday Sessions videos, scratch videos, are actually done with that 900, not with my S9. So um, I'll use what I can. But that's why it's so important that you familiarize yourself with more than just what you have at home. Uh, like I said, I've had plenty of mixers over the years. My first mixer had no crossfader. It just had two channel faders and no EQ. Um, and after that, I definitely upgraded to mixers with a proper EQ and a crossfader. I had Newmark mixers. Then I had my Vestax, period, where I started with the 05, uh, I've had the 052, the 07, um, all scratch mixers. Not great for the club when it came to the sound compared to either even the Pioneer, and Pioneer is not the greatest when it comes to sound, but uh, the Vestax didn't really compete with that. I have the 05 Pro uh, 4, still have it. Great for scratching, uh, but it still, I, I prefer that Pioneer. So for the longest time, I was using my DJM 909, and I absolutely loved and loved that mixer, but the S9 was the perfect solution because it was like a 909, but with all the Serato features in there. But I also realized that in most clubs, I'll get a 900, and I can definitely work with that. The crossfader is good enough. Um, so if I'm not bringing my S9, most likely it will be a 900. Um, but I've used Allen and Heath. Uh, right now in front of me here, I have the, the Denon uh, DJ uh, X1800. And the faders are like cars, man. Once you get in, you have to get used to how the car uh, uh, brakes and how you shift gear. It's going to feel a little bit different. Same thing with a crossfader. All these crossfaders feel different. But if you use them for a couple of minutes, then you'll get used, used, uh, you'll get used to them enough to perform uh, a proper set. But if you want to do like your absolute best turntablism type routines, you probably want to use a real scratch mixer for something like that. So I'll make sure to bring the S9 wherever I want to have some extra fun. So let's go back to the DMs on Instagram. And I have a question from a female DJ from Harlem who's been playing for only a year now. The question I have for you is, what's the best way to get consistent gigs, especially for DJs starting out? I think that's very hard. I think one of the only ways you're gonna have consistent gigs when you're just starting out is if you're ridiculously well connected. Because let's be honest, most of us probably know a DJ or several DJs who are not that skilled, but who are just great friends with an owner or a promoter, and now they have steady spots in the lineup um, at your local club or um, on some tour. It happens. That's probably the one way you're going to get consistent gigs if you're just starting out, if you're well-connected. Now, networking and connecting with people is always a good thing, always important to expand that network to make sure more people know who you are and what you do. But it's not normal for beginner DJs to just have consistent gigs out of nowhere. You build up to that. Um, now, even though I'm talking about being well-connected and how networking is very important, I will always be, um, I will always fight for um, skills. So even when it looks like skills don't matter at all, when you see some people play, I still feel that you're always gonna have the extra advantage if you are a skilled DJ. 
because if you do know more people and get gigs like that, if you get on that stage and you actually perform well because you're a skilled DJ, that could lead to more gigs as well. Uh, I remember when I started out, not not my very beginning stages, but even a little bit later, I I did like a small, small party. I think there were, I don't know, maybe 50, 50 to 100 people. But it only took one person in that crowd to hear what I did. And that person happened to be someone who also was connected to a club. And I got like, I don't know, seven or eight gigs out of that. So that was just my skill because I was not playing in some big club rocking a major crowd. I was doing my thing. So even in a smaller spot, it got me more gigs because of the skill. Um, So skills are always good. So just continue to work on your craft, become as good as you can become, and also work on expanding your network and getting more connections. Make sure your name gets out there. People know who you are and what you do. Post online regularly. Try to interact with as many people as you can. I don't know what type of music you play, but maybe it involves also producing. So uh, uh, start putting out music depending on the genres that you play. But um, I think it's going to be hard as a beginning DJ to just get regular gigs, like booking residencies and stuff like that. Uh, It's going to be hard, but it's not impossible. I mean, if you run into the right people who might have a club and there's like an opening slot that you can do on a weekly basis, or even if it's just the first hour, that's your way in. So it could always happen. I actually did uh, a a gig for a long time when I just started out. So my first regular gig was, uh, this was after like house parties and birthdays. My first regular gig was uh, at a local youth center once a month. Now, I know that's not consistent uh, like every week thing, but it was my first like steady gig. After that, I played at um, a local club slash bar something in between uh, for a year, every week for a year uh, for free. One of the best decisions of my life because the experience that I got from that is just priceless. Um, And I know um, it led to many more gigs. I was playing there for free, but every week people were coming in. And again, once you start to build that skill and you perform well, every once in a while, you'll get someone in there who hears what you do and they'll come up to you like, hey, uh, I'm doing this and that. Are you available? And so on and so on. So you have to start somewhere and just be patient, continue to work hard and be patient. Uh, But make sure you do definitely network and connect, not just in person, also online. Make sure people know who you are. Uh, I wish you the best of luck and uh, uh, be patient. Just hang in there. It won't happen overnight, but it can definitely happen. That's it for episode 44 of Share the Knowledge. I want to thank you for tuning in. As always, you can find new episodes on iTunes, Anchor, and SoundCloud every Monday. And uh, certain clips of this show will be uh, posted on my YouTube channel, DJ TLM TV. Um, I'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, you know where to reach me, DJ TLM TV at djtlm.com or on social, the handle is DJ TLM. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Said all of that. You can check the links in the description box down below. Special shout out to my sponsor, Banzo. Zoogle, um, practice and share the knowledge. Peace.